Jesus is the reason for the season. It's a great catchphrase. It's a great little motto, right? I mean, it's got rhyming. It's not too long. It's memorable, and it's true. Jesus is the reason for the season. It's not about gifts. It's about Jesus. It's not about the parade of lights. It's about Jesus. It's not about the family meals. It's about Jesus. It's not about Cozy 101's constant barrage of awesome and maybe not so awesome songs. This, by the way, is one of the awesome ones. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Only a hippopotamus will do. Don't want a dog. I'm not going to lie. I totally love this. I want a hippopotamus to play with and enjoy. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. I I believe, and maybe it's just because I'm more full of faith than y'all. I don't know. But I believe that that hippopotamus song still is about Jesus. Is about Jesus. I don't know if I can say that in a straight face. I don't know, but it's still pretty awesome. Jesus is the reason. But I want to stop right there. He's not just the reason for the season. Jesus is the reason. How can we know God? Through Jesus. How can we get close to and truly have a relationship with the Father? That is through Jesus. John 14, 6 says this. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. Coming to the Father is not about Religion. It is not about obligation. It is about relationship. And Jesus made the way so that we could come straight into the presence of, of God anytime we want. Anytime we need. As a matter of fact, he never leaves us. We just forget that quite frequently that, that he's there. You and I cannot truly know the Father without Jesus. We cannot know the Holy Spirit without Jesus. Without Jesus... Just to be candid, you won't know the way. Without Jesus, you won't know the truth. Without Jesus, we won't know true life. Now, I don't know. There's people that might not believe those statements I made, but I'm just letting you know, not believing it doesn't make it any less true. Jesus is the way. For you, if if Jesus is just merely the reason for the season, if that's all he is, then you don't know Jesus. Jesus is the reason, period. The title of today's message is Jesus is it all. Now, my dad was a preacher and my dad was born in North Carolina. I was born in North Carolina. And my dad used to say this often. He'd say, it ain't good English, but it is good preaching. And, and this might not be good English, but it is truth. Jesus is, he's our all in all. He is it all. If you want to turn to Acts chapter 4, um, and then uh, we're going to, I'll try and give you the heads up. So whether you have your Bibles or your Bible apps with you. Um, 
as we prepare to read this, I want to ask this question. How can you truly make a difference in this world, in people's lives? Let's read from Acts chapter 4. Verse 5, I'm going to read 5 through 12. I'm reading uh, this passage in the English Standard Version. On the next day, their rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and all who were of the high priestly family. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, by what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him, this man is standing before you well. By him, this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Peter says, this man is standing before you well because of Jesus and because of Jesus alone. What do you say? Those of you watching online, what do you say? Anthony, what do you say? Kara, what do you say? I'm telling you right now, I say this wholeheartedly. I am standing here well because of Jesus Christ alone. I am standing here whole because of Jesus Christ alone. It's not Jesus mixed with my good works. It's not Jesus combined with my go get them. Drive and determination. It's not Jesus and anything else. It's Jesus alone. So what about you? What's your response to the questions of friends or strangers or even the world? How did, how did you break free from drug addiction? The reason I'm standing here today, a free woman, is because of Jesus Christ alone. What is the secret of your marriage? You seem so happy. I'd love to share that with you. Our marriage is thriving and healthy and whole because of Jesus. Because we pray together in his name. Because we trust him. Because we have grace for one another. Because of his work. Our marriage is strong because of Jesus. We find peace in the midst of the storms because of Jesus. How can you be so calm? The world is so chaotic. The world is just falling apart around us. How can you be so good? I don't know anyone else like you. Jesus is my how. What makes you special? What makes you different? 
I hear reports all the time of, especially our young people, I hear this a lot. They're, they're identified in their school. What makes you different? There's something about you different. What brings you peace? What makes you successful? What makes you so happy? Jesus is my what? Why? Why do you spend so much time at church? Why do you go to church every week? Why do you give hard-earned money to the church? Why do you pray? Why do you talk to God so much? Why do you talk about God so much? Jesus is my why. So here's the great thing. This isn't rocket science. Jesus is... He is our how. Jesus is our what. Jesus is our why. Jesus is our reason. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we forget why we do what we do. Jesus is our why. Jesus is it all. The answer to those questions, the answer to those questions that that maybe haven't been posed here, it it has to be the same. And it has to be this simple truth, which is my life is connected to Jesus. I don't live outside of Jesus. He is always with me. And I'm linked with him. And I love Jesus. I know that just statistically there's people in this room that are totally comfortable. They're like, amen. I mean, my Bible's like, amen. I love Jesus. I can say it all day long. But I know looking at, there's people that are like, I'm not comfortable saying I love anything. Much less, like for some of the dudes, like I love Jesus. I love another dude, even though he's not just another dude. I love Jesus. So I do what he says I should do. I love Jesus and I trust him completely. So when he says do something, I do it. I follow his marching orders and what you see in my life, that's really cool what you say about my life, but hey, what you see in my life is the result of me following Jesus, plain and simple. Thank you for the kind words, but I'm just letting you know what you see in my life, what's different about me, what's special about me is that I follow Jesus. I'm linked with him and where he goes, I go. That's the honest truth. Well, I don't understand. Well, great. Well, let's do lunch. Hey, what are you doing after school? Hey, give me your number, and I'm going to call you later, and I'm going to help explain it to you, and I'm just going to tell you about my life. See, we don't have to read a single scripture to unpack that truth. All we've got to do is start talking about what Jesus has done in our life because our lives are linked with him. So especially for our young people, I know that there are, like, lots of voices in, in your lives. I mean, for adults, for the old people, there's lots of voices in our lives too. Whether it's bosses or parents or teachers or peers or podcasts or our favorite artists or movies or books, literature, whatever. There's lots of voices in our lives. But I'm here to let you know that that all those voices do not have the same, the same weight. They don't have the same importance. They don't all carry top billing. They don't all carry equal billing. You can't let every voice in your life have the same amount of importance. You can't do that. 
And, and just to speak totally candidly, Jesus is the top voice in your life. God. Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, God. And after that, as much as you don't like it, the next most important voices in your lives are who? My parents. That, yes, your parents. It's, it's the truth. And maybe it's because of love. Maybe it's because of love. Maybe it's because no one loves you more than God. And then maybe it's because next in line, no one loves you more than your parents. But we can't listen to all the voices in our lives. And I'm telling you this. If, if there's a voice in your life, if there's a person of influence in your life, if it's a friend, if it's a peer, I don't. if it's a teacher or an administrator or a boss, and their voice contradicts the words of Jesus Christ, you need to drop it down a couple of rungs. I'm not saying eliminate it completely because I think there's always, even in chicken wings, I mean, you're tossing out the bones, right? You're getting a little bit of meat and you're tossing out the bones, but we still love chicken wings. So I'm not saying eliminate those voices, but I'm saying they have to be dropped down a couple of rungs because Jesus is truth. Being connected to Jesus is the key. Being linked to Jesus is the key. And love links us with Jesus. I totally was going to go to Home Depot this morning and get like a couple of these like cool like carabiner, like huge massive carabiners because I think that would have been a really great example of like the linking, but not just visualize it. Visualize awesome carabiners and like a linking. It would have been cool. Let's turn to John chapter 14. We're going to read out of John 14. We're going to read out of John 15. I'm reading out of uh, the Passion Translation. Um, and I love how it unpacks a truth that I love to proclaim. I talk all the time that John 14, 15 and John 15, 14, I love the symmetry of it, um, that they both have a similar message. And I just want to read a little bit more of that. Um, so John 14, verses 12 through 15. And I tell you this timeless truth. And this is Jesus talking. I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do, even greater miracles than these, because I go to be with my Father. For I will do whatever you ask me to do when you ask me in my name. And that is how the Son will show what the Father is really like and bring glory to Him. Ask me anything in my name and I will do it for you. Loving me empowers you to obey my commands. Isn't that good? Loving me will empower you to obey my commands. You might be familiar with that saying, you know, if you love me, you will keep my commands. But I love the, the way that this brings light to the fact that if you love me, we are linked. And if you love me, you will trust me and it will empower you to walk in obedience to those things that I've called you to. Isn't that, isn't that good? Someone might ask you, how do you obey all those rules that, that Jesus has? How do you obey everything that's in the Bible? And here's the wonderful answer. You just go, I don't. I don't. I don't worry about all, all the rules. I worry about my relationship with Jesus. I love Jesus and I love others and I walk with him. And in the midst of walking with him, whatever he tells me to do, I do because I love him. 
It's not about the rules. It's about relationship. It's not about religion. It's about relationship. But I'm letting you know, obedience is a really strong indicator of trust and love. If my youngest child, my young lady, if Cadence were to call me and and just say the, the fewest words possible, Dad, come get me now. I'd be like, I'm on my way. I'm keeping you on the phone. I'm coming to get you now. You can explain to me later. She didn't have to explain to me. Why? why? She didn't have to tell me. Dad, come get me now. I'm on my way. She doesn't have to justify. She doesn't have to explain. She doesn't have to shed light. If she needs me, I'm there. That's love. That's trust. And when God tells us to do something, it's very vain and egotistical if we think we, we, we need an answer every time he tells us to do something. We need an explanation every time he tells us to do something. That's not the way love works. That's not the way trust works. We say, you got it, baby. I mean, like, not Jesus, same Jesus, baby. Like, I was looking at my wife there. Like, you got it, baby, or you got it, baby. Whatever my babies are. Let's go a chapter forward to John 15 now, and I'm going to read verses 14 through 17. Um, once again, in the Passion. You show that you are my intimate friends when you obey all that I command you. You show it. You show the world. You show yourself. You show your family. You show me. You show that you are my dear, intimate friends when you obey all that I command you. I have never called you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servants. And servants don't always understand what the master is doing. But I call you my most intimate friends. For I reveal to you everything that I've heard from the Father. If in the midst of the Lord asking us to do something, I I think I need to make this clear. If we're in that linked relationship with the Lord, he'll, he'll shed light on it for us. He'll reveal to us as most intimate friends. He'll reveal to us why he's asking us to do certain things. But it just might not be right there on the spot. It might not be right there at that moment. You know, having, having a microwave faith where we pop it in and 30 seconds later, you know, we, we get the answer doesn't require faith. That doesn't require trust. Let's continue. You didn't choose me, but I've chosen and I've commissioned you to go into the world to bear fruit. And your fruit will last because whatever you ask of my father for my sake, he will give it to you. So this is my parting command. This is my parting command. I just got done telling you, you're my my intimate friends. If you follow my commands, here's my parting command. Love one another deeply. Isn't that good? Gosh. Obedience matters. Trust matters. Love matters. Turn to Matthew chapter 7. And this will be the last passage of scripture that I have in my message today. It's a story that that a lot of us are familiar with. Once again, 
I love the unpacking of it in the passion, so I just want to read it again. So Matthew 7, 21 through 21, or through 29. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the realm of kingdom seven, of heaven's kingdom. It is only those who do what? Who persist in doing the will of my father, of my heavenly father. On the day of judgment, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, don't you remember us? Didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons and do many miracles for the sake of your name? But I will have to say to them, go away from me, you lawless rebels. I've never been joined to you. So once again, guys, it is not about the things we do for God. It's not. You know how we do things for God? We walk linked with him. And we respond quickly when he says, oh, hey, let's go over there and touch this person. Let's go over there and pray for for this woman. Pray for this man. Hey, take out your phone. I want you to shoot a text real quick. I want you to encourage this person. Hey, open up your Bible. I'm, I'm going to give you a scripture and I'm going to tell you who I want to send it to. When we walk linked with the Lord and we trust him enough to respond and be available enough in our lives to be used by him, then we're doing stuff for him. It's not about the big things. I mean, like, you know, uh, you know, casting out demons, that's a big thing. That's, that's big. That's awesome. You know, preaching, preaching messages in front of, you know, big crowds. Man, that's a big thing. What if the Lord doesn't want you to preach a message in front of a big crowd? What if the Lord wants you to text one person and point that person to him? Say, I'm praying for you right now. This scripture came to my heart. I believe God wants me to give it to you. Here's the scripture. Verse 24, everyone who hears my teaching, say hear. People online say hear. People online say hear. Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. And when the rains fell and the floods came with fierce winds, beating upon his house. It stood firm because of its strong foundation. But everyone who hears my teaching and does not apply it to his or her life can be compared to a foolish man who built his house on sand when it rained and rained and the flood came and the wind and waves beating upon his house, it collapsed and was swept away. By the time Jesus finished speaking, The crowds were dazed and overwhelmed by his teaching because of his words carried such great authority, quite unlike their religious scholars. You know, going back to the theme of of the voices in our lives, you guys, the voice of God carries great authority. And it's unlike any other voice in our life. It's unlike any other authority in our life. If we are a follower of Jesus Christ, if we're a follower of Jesus, if we're a Christian, we might think that we have finished building our house on that firm, unshakable rock, that foundation of Jesus Christ. But, but let, me, 
let me kind of challenge that thinking a little bit. You know, maybe we're not all done. Maybe we're still decorating or remodeling. Maybe we're adding on to that house. Maybe we're still building our house and we still face the choice of what foundation do we want those add-ons to be on? What, what, what foundation do we want those decorative accents of our lives to be built upon? See, we're still, we're still building. We are. We're still growing. I'm almost 51. I've had the greatest bursts of growth in my life over the last several years, in my entire life. I'm still growing. I'm still making mistakes, learning from them, growing. I'm still, I'm hungrier now more than ever. I'm thirstier now more than ever. We're still growing. And we still face the choice of which foundation will we choose, the rock or the sand. And just so we're abundantly clear, Jesus is the rock and anything other than Jesus is sand. Your strength, sand. Your success, your track record, sand. Your determination, sand. Again, for our young people, I like to highlight the young people. I know a lot of y'all have big hearts. And you want to touch people's lives. You want to help people. You want to help your friends. And I'm just letting you know, your help is really, really limited if it's only of your own strength or only of your own love. It just is. I don't care how big your heart is. You're just incredibly limited, just like I am. But with Jesus, with his love, with his wisdom, with his strength, limitless. Sammy, there is no limit to how much God can use you if you will lean on his love, not yours. Jesus has to be it all. Jesus has to be our why to have true life and to navigate our way through this labyrinth of fear and anger that seems to be what we see on TV and possibly outside our windows. To know and to be able to generously share truth, Jesus has to be our why. Jesus has to be our how. Jesus has to be our what. Face it, when we love and trust Jesus and we link our lives with him, he is our who, what, why, where, when and how. He is our A-E-I-O-U and always why. He is our why. He has to be our why. He has to be our why. And I love Christmas. I love I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. I love cartoons, claymation. I like movies. I like lights. I like peppermint um, chocolate chip shakes at um, Chick-fil-A. I like eggnog. 
I could go on and on. I like Andy dressing up as a reindeer. That was awesome, dude. That was awesome. Dressed up as a reindeer yesterday. Biggest reindeer ever. Hey, did you see the, the Grinch? I'm going to decide. I'm good on time. The Grinch, the, the last Grinch, like the cartoon one, that big, what was that thing? That big yak? What was that? Is his name really Andrew? Oh, that's hilarious. But that's totally who you were yesterday. You were that big old yak who later, you know, saves the cart from falling over into Whoville. Holy Spirit, come on back. I'm sorry. That was... It's interesting because... You know, that, that was a distraction. And I think, especially in this season, sometimes we can get distracted. With COVID, we can get distracted. With not being around our friends at school, we can get distracted. By not being able to play with our teammates, we can get distracted. With Christmas going, ah, oh, I only have X amount to buy gifts, we can get distracted. Ah, oh, I was only able to get this many gifts, we can get distracted. Oh, I didn't get to drive through the neighborhood that we always go through. It's tradition. We always drive through the neighborhood and see the lights. It can be a distraction. So my reminder to all of us today is Jesus is it all. Jesus has to be the focus, not just of this season, but of our lives. This season ends in 18 days, 19 days, 20 whatever it is. Jesus has to be the focus of our lives. 